Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. My beloved, today is the first Sunday of the month of Kiyak. And we wish all of you a very blessed season of the holy season of Advent as we begin the month of Kiyak together. And we know that the end of the month of Kiyak ends with us celebrating the Nativity of our Lord. And throughout the next four weeks, as we go about reading the Sunday readings, we're going to be very focused on the first chapter of the Gospel of St. Luke. And today the church presents before us the account of how it is that the Archangel Gabriel appears to Zacharias the priest to announce to him how it is that the Holy Spirit will allow for his wife to conceive and to bring forth a son, and his son will be called John. And we know that he will be John the Baptist, the great forerunner of our Lord. I want to put you in the context of what it is that happens when a person who wants to believe with his whole heart and asks God for his work in his life, only then to realize that while you were asking, you weren't ready to receive. The message of the gospel that we receive today is one that is very painful because you know that Zacharias is a righteous man. The gospel testifies and says that both Zacharias and Elizabeth were good people. People who love the Lord, who were in right standing with Him. And we know that Zacharias, being a priest, stood before God many times in his prayers and requested that the Lord may be able to grant him the joy of seeing his wife Elizabeth giving birth to a child. And even though Zacharias is a good man, and even though Zacharias is a priest, and even though he desires from his heart that God gives him this answered prayer, it is very clear from the encounter with Archangel Gabriel that Zacharias wasn't ready to receive it. Has this ever happened to you before? Where you think you really want something? Where you think you believe that God is going to give it to you? Where you say that you believe in your heart that God can answer your prayers? You say with your lips that you believe in miracles. But then when God answers your prayer, when God is willing to do the miracle, we discover that we are the ones who get in the way of it. We act as if we are ready. We speak to Him from our hearts and tell Him we want something. And then when the Lord says, okay, I am ready, I will give it to you. It turns out that we are the ones who weren't ready at all. How many times have we faced this situation in our own lives? Where we stand before God and we tell Him we're ready to change. We stand before God after praying and fasting and matanyas and coming to liturgies and petitioning the Lord after lighting so many candles in front of the icons, asking for the saints to pray with us and to intercede for us. And when the Lord sends an opportunity, we are the ones who are not ready. Because we did not think that the Lord would do it in the way that He does. 
There is a story of a very beautiful saintly man from the Catholic Church. His name is St. Philip of Neri. St. Philip was a monastic. And as a person who was a monk, he was the elder in his monastery. And he was known to be an extremely righteous man. All of his other brothers, the monks in the monastery, knew that he was a very, very good man and he had many virtues, very compassionate, very loving. But they also knew that when he would get angry, he was difficult to deal with. They knew that he had a problem when it came to his anger. In everything else, he was wonderful. In everything else, he was a good man. In everything else, he was an example to all of the other monks. But it when came to patience and anger, this was his weakness. And there is a story that says that after praying for the gift and the virtue of patience for many years, St. Philip was waiting for the Lord to be able to help him overcome this specific sin in his life. And then it says that one day something happened where there was a conflict between one of the monks and St. Philip. And St. Philip got very angry and very impatient and then he got very upset at himself. He got very upset at himself that again he had fallen into the same sin, that again he has proof that he has not conquered his sin, that he has not overcome his weakness. So it says that he ran into the church and he stood in front of the sanctuary and he prayed with tears and told God, when? How long will it take for you, O Lord, to help me? How long, O Lord, will it take for you to be able to help me overcome this weakness of mine? The sin that I want to get rid of. And he prayed from his heart and he asked the Lord to help him. And then it says that as soon as he finished praying, as he was leaving the church, the nicest, kindest, sweetest monk in the monastery picked a fight with him right there and then. As soon as he walked out of the church, after asking the Lord for his mercy, the least suspecting person in the monastery came and aggravated him. St. Philip could not believe it. So he ran back into the church and he got into an argument with God. Because when you're close enough to God and you really believe he's your father, then as his child, you allow yourself to tell him when you're bothered. So he ran to God and he said, what's happening? I just asked you to help me. I just cried before you and told you I need, I need your grace, I need your strength, I need you to help me overcome. And it says that the Lord appeared to St. Philip in that moment. And the Lord Christ looked at him with all mercy and all compassion and all love. And he told him, my beloved Philip, you have asked me for the gift and the grace of the virtue of patience. How will you acquire it unless I give you the opportunity to practice it? Listen to what the Lord said. How will you acquire it unless I give you the opportunity to practice it. Maybe St. Philip fell in the same mistake that I did and that I continue to fall in, which is I think that when I ask the Lord for something, he'll make it easy. 
that he'll snap his fingers and suddenly I'll be better. He'll snap his fingers and my addictions will go away. My weaknesses will immediately be erased. My inclinations, my struggles, the sin that I have accumulated inside me for centuries, for decades, not centuries, that somehow they will be erased. Somehow he'll fix the problem without me having to struggle. When the Lord tells St. Philip, how can I work unless I give you the opportunity to receive what I'm giving you? This is the same answer that the Lord is telling you and me today. You ask for mercy. You ask for a heart that is willing to forgive. You ask for a soul that is no longer inclined towards anger. You ask for the capability of overcoming lust and greed and anger and pride. The Lord is willing and He is capable. But will you do your part? Will you receive the grace that He is willing to give you and then put this into practice? It's as if I am asking someone to teach me how to swim, but I refuse to get into the water. To bow. How can I teach you to swim unless you are willing to get wet? If you don't want to get into the water, then you don't want to learn to swim. I tell the Lord, Lord, help me to be a good and holy person. To, to help me help you. Where are you standing to pray? Where are you taking the time to open scripture and to read my word? Why do you refuse to fast? Why do you still sleep in during liturgies and come only at the last minute? You say you want to be holy. But where is the effort that goes with it? All of us are approaching now the end of the year. We're approaching the end of December. And all of us love to make promises to ourselves at the end of the month of December. All of us like to say, there is a new year that is coming, I will make changes, and in this new year, something will happen. These promises, if they are only coming from our lips, they're empty. They are empty and they are useless. Why? Because if they only come from my lips and not accompanied with my actions, then there can be no change. And when somebody comes and tells me, what happened? What happened to that promise that you made to yourself? What happened to that vow that you made to God? We're very quick to answer and to say what? I tried. It didn't work. But if you and me are honest, we didn't try. We didn't try. What does trying look like? Because you said you were going to do it? Because you did it once or twice and then you found that it was difficult and you stopped? This is what trying looks like? Is that what we tell our children? If our children try studying for an exam and they do the exercises once and twice and they're not good at it, we say, Khalas Habibi, stay home. Clearly school is not for you. Is this what we do with our children? Where is the trying when it comes to me demonstrating that my actions align with what it is that I desire from my heart? Zacharias was a priest. Zacharias knew that God appeared to Abraham and allowed for Sarah to conceive and bear a child even when Abraham was a hundred years old. 
He knew the miracles. He knew the Old Testament prophets. He was a priest who stood before God. And when the Lord sent him the angel and said, the Lord is ready to work with you and to give you your answered prayer, Zacharias wasn't ready. This doesn't make Zacharias a bad person. This makes Zacharias an example to you and me. An example where I can recognize that I have asked for so many changes in my life, so many miracles. If the Lord is ready and willing, will I be ready to cooperate? Will I be willing to put in the action to prove that me too, I want what I have said that I want? The beauty is that we know how this ends. The beauty is that we know that the Lord is patient. That even though Zacharias, for a brief period, was muted, the Lord told him, you use these lips to say that you want something? But you didn't use your heart, Zacharias. So I will get your heart to work. How? By muting your lips. It was with your lips that you asked for the miracle. And now that the miracle was given to you, with your lips you deny the possibility. Let's erase the lips completely. Maybe the message that the Lord is trying to tell you and me, for this month of Kiyak, as we approach the nativity of our Lord, as we are preparing to receive Him the same way that we know our Holy Virgin Mother was preparing to receive the Savior of the world in her womb, and maybe we need to stop using these. These get us in trouble. Making promises and requesting things only with our lips and not with our heart. It has never helped us in our life. Maybe it's time that I start using the heart and not so much the lips. Maybe the desire of my repentance, my change, my sanctification. Maybe I need to dedicate that this month be a month where I allow the heart to request it through action, through real change, through preparation, not only from the lips. And may the Lord who helped Zacharias believe, the Lord who gave Zacharias the desire of his heart, not the desire of his lips, the Lord who gave him to rejoice in the gift of John the Baptist, May the Lord also grant us the gift of the miracle that we need in our life. The miracle of repentance, the miracle of hope, the miracle of forgiveness, the miracle of finally being the Christian that we want to be, a real child of God. As he gave both Zacharias and Elizabeth everything that they needed, may the Lord also hear our petition and our cries and grant us what we need also for our own salvation. To Him be all glory now and forever, and unto the ages of all ages. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart, and we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.